Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. Final hour, you're going to want to hear this. As uh, Aaron Jones is making a plea for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones making a plea for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I do I, I do kind of read this real quick. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Caleb says, uh, hey, unit, listen to the show every day. I took your advice and went to TweetDeck. I like following the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brewers, the Badgers, and the Packers. I even follow Marquette a little bit. Hashtag Golden Eagles. He said, my God, were you 100% correct? It is nothing but Chinese porn and selling young women under the hashtag Bucks. Oh, my Thanks God. Thanks for the advice. The stream Thanks. of constant Chinese porn it's is crazy. amazing. Uh, he said uh, he said kind of the same thing. He said, uh, you know, thanks for the heads up. I just don't think I could follow the Bucks on TweetDeck anymore. I'm telling you, man, if you fi- if you have TweetDeck like I do, and I it's got a bunch of different Twitter feeds, and I keep it going during the show, and I don't have it on my phone, but I have it on, on the laptop, and I sit here every day, and I just watch, and it's just, you know, every now and then you get, like, Bucks news, and then you get 200 advertisements for young women coming out of China. You know, it's it's ridiculous. So you just, and here's the thing: there's a billion people in China. You can keep muting and blocking every one of those sites, and that's fine. But it's going to take you years before you block all the sites that are selling selling young girls in China. It's it's crazy. It really is. So there you have it. Anyway, uh, which is just a little bit off base, but I had to put that in there. Uh, Aaron Jones was just on the NFL Network and was asked first and foremost what his reaction is when he sees that there are now talks between Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Uh, I don't feel too good, you know, because <laughs> like you said, that's when it feels like it's serious. Yeah. It's getting serious, and I don't think he's ever met with another team like that, no. so... You're like, hold, hold on, this is this might be real. Like, it's not just accusations or that you're hearing on the internet. This is this is real, and this could be a possibility that he moves on from us or uh, not here next year. Which I hope that's not the case. But uh, if it is, you just got to prepare pre- prepare yourself mentally. So he hopes that's not the case. He hopes that's not the case. So uh, to ask Aaron Jones this, they said, look. You hear what we hear is, do you believe this is just kind of a flirtation with the Jets or kind of, you know, checking them out? Or is this, is this deal, this thing that everybody's talking about, you feel that this is real? I hope it's just flirtation. Uh, I think he'll be in Green Bay. Uh, I have no control over the situation, but selfishly speaking, and I know the rest of my teammates in Green Bay would love to have him back. He's our leader. Uh, He brings a lot of energy to us every day and makes everyone around him better. How about that? We'll get we'll get to the Jordan Love stuff. Hang in there, but how about that? He brings the energy every day. He's our leader. I want him back. I speak for my other teammates. We want him back. He hopes it's just a flirtation, that it's just there. Um, now, I know some of you will say, well, he has to say that. Not really, because if this is real, then he can just say, hey, look, we wish him the best. Whatever he decides, whatever the team decides, you know, I mean, he could, but he's not, you know, he's not. Then uh, Aaron Jones was asked, can you comment on Ian Rappaport saying that uh, retirement for Aaron Rodgers is still very much an option? 
Ian said that was a possibility, but he's entertaining yeah. uh, the mm -hmm. Jets or yeah. taking taking uh, meetings. So I, I don't think he's retiring, and mm. I don't think he also wants to retire with Brady. I think he wants to go out on mm. his own. So there you go. Again, Aaron Jones says when everybody else said that's not true, that he would never consider that. Aaron Jones just said he doesn't want to retire the same year as Brady. Aaron Jones just said it. Uh, then he was asked about uh, the general manager, Brian Gutekinds, uh, when he was at the Combine, who said, look, Jordan Love's ready. And so the question is, does Aaron Jones think Jordan Love is ready to be the starter? Uh, I think everybody in Green Bay believes he's ready. Uh, he's made a huge jump this this past year. We got to see it in preseason and in practice. And as practice kept going on throughout the season, he just kept getting better. And you could see the confidence growing. And that's that's one of the things I just relate to him. Just go out there and play with that confidence, and it'll show. And he started doing that when he got in the games. He got his opportunities this year. He he played very well, uh, moved the ball very well. So I'm very excited for Jordan. Uh, he, he has a lot of energy, brings a lot of energy to the team as well. And guys buy into him as well. So same same way they do A-Rod. He's, he's gotten time to learn from him. And so I'm just excited for Jordan. And whenever his time is, he, he'll be ready. And he'll, he's, he's up next. He's that guy. So there you go. There you go. So he's he's he ain't gonna really slam his guy, but you know he he's like no Jordan. He gives you a good dissertation. I mean you can't really tell. He said emphatically, "We want Aaron back." I speak for the team when we want our leader back. Right. Because everybody wants to criticize everything he's saying. Look, he's he's uh, there is no dishonesty here. It's what he wouldn't say if there was this thought that uh, that he didn't want Aaron Rodgers back. He would just say, you know, whatever he does in his life, we wish him the best and blah, blah, blah. But no, he's like, look, he brings the energy. He's our guy. That's our leader. I speak for the team when I say we want him back. Uh, terrific comments coming from Aaron Jones. Now, there's a little bit of a Q&A here, but Aaron Jones was asked, look, you tell us, why should Aaron Rodgers stay in Green Bay instead of trying to make it in another city with another team for just the final year or two or three of his, his career? It's about a legacy. Not too many players get to start and finish their career in the same place. So now we're talking. That, that's that's special right there. Is that important for to me? Him? Just I, I think that is important. Uh, and you always hear him talk about legacy and yeah. things like that and tradition. Uh, and I feel like that's one something that he's big on. And he talks, like I say, he talks about it all the time yeah. in the news, in interviews. So. It'd be hard for me to see him leave Green Bay. I like the tradition, the history he has there. Uh, he's grown from a young boy to a, a man, mm -hmm. and on beyond that, uh, in Green Bay all his time in, in Green Bay. So it's tough to see him go anywhere else. So I just hope that I don't have to see that. Right. Again, I hope that I don't have to see that. I don't want him to leave. You know. And a very short answer to Aaron Jones, uh, to wrap it up, it said, uh, the question was, how do you think Aaron Rodgers ends his career if he plays somewhere other than in Green Bay? If he doesn't play for the Packers next year, I, I be truly believe he'll come back and retire as a Packer. There you go.
He'll do the one-day contract, um, come back, retire as a Packer, and call it a day. So there you go. But, again, Aaron Jones saying he's our energy. He's our guy. I hope he comes back. Yes, Aaron Jordan Love can play. Yes, he's grown. Yes, you know, he, he says all the right things. But when asked, flat out, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's like, yep, want him back. Want him back. Want him back. By the way, hell of a game just completed in the ACC. Wake Forest by three with a late bucket with a half a second left in the game. Knocks off Syracuse. So Wake Forest advances Syracuse out. Out of the ACC tournament. There you oh, go. Oh, goodness. Did you see what happened when I was on vacation with Syracuse? Uh, there was so many buzzer beaters. I saw the Florida State buzzer beater. I don't know if I saw the Syracuse. No, I, I checked my phone at 4 o'clock on someday last week, and one of the writers had tweeted, quote, Syracuse just went to man-to-man. <laughs> so there. Jimmy Bayheim has been a, a, a zone presence uh, a two-three or a one-three-one zone presence almost his entire career. Oh, they're down bad. It's it's yeah. really bad. Yep. Uh, well, they ended up getting knocked off a half second to go in the ball game, and uh, Syracuse gets beat seventy-seven seventy-four. Wake Forest beats them. Number nine Wake Forest knocks off number eight Syracuse. So, on the on the Aaron Jones stuff though, yeah. I mean, you know what affects his bottom line and whether he'll get a new contract after the one he's currently on, whether Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback, you know? Yeah. He knows there's guaranteed where if, if Rodgers is there, I'm getting targets, right? I'm, I'm getting, well, not only not, here's the thing though. Do you think, don't you think though that now, first of all, you don't have, and I said this before and people crucified me and everybody has said it since they don't have an established downfield threat right now. Yes, Christian Watson is fast, but that's it. They have not proven over and over again that their downfield and this big downfield area, you know, aerial game is sustainable with Christian Watson. You just don't know yet. It's, he's not Jamar Chase. So they don't have this downfield threat, so teams are just going one-on-one with Christian Watson, and they're stacking the box because they're not throwing deep. They don't have a big-time downfield threat, and they're putting, extra, they're putting extra guys up in the box, which is basically going to shut down the run game. So if Jordan Love comes in and is able to spread the ball around or what have you, okay, maybe it loosens things up. I don't know. But I think you at least have a little bit of a Aaron Rodgers likes to look downfield often threat to, to worry about. If Jordan Love comes in, teams are come, coming after him until he proves he can't do it. Or until he proves he can do it. Otherwise, teams are coming after him, and that's going to hurt the run game. That's going to hurt his carries. That's going to hurt his catches. That's going to hurt his yards per per touch average. All that stuff. So all of that. we Because last year it was supposed to be, boy, they were going to rely heavily on the run game, and they did. But And then it's going to be the short passing game, and don't worry because they win games without Devontae. And all of a sudden you realize, you know, yeah, that's all true. But you gotta have you gotta have some explosiveness. You gotta have some big plays. And they didn't have many last year. And teams, defenses said, look, we're gonna kick your ass in the trenches, beat you up front, and we'll get after you because we don't you know, it used to be the old day single high safety, you got eaten up by Aaron Rodgers. Anymore, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
So, yeah, I can see that. Without Aaron Rodgers, until Jordan Love proves himself, defenses are pinning their ears back. So they're, plug, they're plugging the holes, and they're coming after, coming after Jordan Love. They're going to change up things, and they're going to make sure that he mentally handles the game first, and then they're going to try to kick his ass second. And that's what you do. You know? It's also, I wonder, with Jordan Love starting the era, I wonder if they would be any quicker to move off of older guys that are making money, whether right. they're really good or not. Yeah. And I, I guess the Rodgers era wouldn't last for very long anyway. But starting with Love. Yeah, no, if if they if Rodgers comes back this season, it's maybe this season, maybe next, but that's pretty much it. You know, I agree with that. But starting with Love, it could be, okay, we see this year happen, then not to tear it down, but to maybe rebuild a new roster around Love, and that could see some really good older guys be cap casualties. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. 100%. And, and also, if you go to Love... You can make things better if, say, you do end up with that first-round draft choice. We talked about this yesterday. It just depends on what you do with it. You know, because you can, I mean, if you end up, say, packing, packaging up a one and a two or a one and a three or something like that, and you want to move up in the draft for what, you know, for, for a, a specific need that you have, something that's in the right here and the right now, I mean, can you imagine some of the damage you could do and some of the guys that you could pick up? If, if let's just say... Um, Nigba's right there. Take them with one of your draft choices, right? And then, uh, who's the other guy? Um, the the big defensive tackle, Jalen Carter. If indeed he proves that he's not this troubled kid, but he's just gotten into trouble, and you feel like he he's he's okay, and you give him a chance, you know, you could go in that direction. You could end up picking him up too. Because he might be there at 10, 11, 12, 13, something like that. Now, if you put him, Devontae Wyatt, um, and you have your, you know, Jerron Reed or one of your other guys, TJ Slayton, plus uh, Jalen Carter in the trenches, holy crap, does your defensive front look look huge and big and strong. Suddenly, Kenny Clark's your smallest, your smallest dude. So your defensive front got better. If you could pick up another wide out, that'd be huge. Now, all you need to do is figure out your tight end position, your safety position, and just start adding depth. And then, then you, whatever money you have, go out and find one, maybe two guys. If an OBJ does want to come to Green Bay, you know, you can make this team like really, really good right here, right now. And then all you have to do is pray to God that Jordan loves the right guy. Just pray that get pray pray that he's the right guy. No doubt. 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Do it. 877-867-1670. I told you this past weekend we went over to the uh, social house on Sunday. We had a really nice party for uh, Jennifer, uh, who is kind of the the, the the caretaker of the house, if you will, for uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin, and she was moving up and, and taking another job. We had a great time, but even more so, we had great breakfast. We had a lot of fun. Dan and his wife, Allison, treat everybody just like family. It's right there on West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, right there near Brookfield. The Social House, H-A-U-S. And they also have a golf league that uh, they're uh, still taking some signups for if you want to get into that. They have music on the weekends on Sunday afternoon. So many good things at the Social House. Stop in and tell them we said hi. More Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. But I won't find 
to have you back. Joe Michael Show. Continuing on. 877-867-1670. If uh, you want to track us down, give us a call. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, The Bill Michael Show. I'm watching the program, and thanks to everybody that subscribes, uh, whether it's on uh, and follows us, uh, whether it's on Facebook, uh, on Facebook Live, Twitch, uh, which is an app uh, that many people, you know, watch. It was more for, you know, kind of the, quote, younger audience, if you will, but it's on. It's a mobile app. Also on uh, on YouTube. But if you subscribe on YouTube, we appreciate it. All you got to do is find Bill Michael's show over on YouTube and just click on uh, click on subscribe. We certainly appreciate that as well, as many of you do, and tune in each and every day. Thanks so much. Uh, let's get back to uh, let's get back to the phones and get back to opinions on all of this. Let's go to Tony listening to us in Sussex. Tony, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Tony. Tony's not listening. Tony, you the man. Appreciate it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to give us a, a shout? By all means, uh, go ahead. Uh, this one comes from uh, Michael. Michael says, would you rather take Mayer, the tight end out of New, uh, uh, Notre Dame, I almost said New Orleans, the tight end out of Notre Dame, or Nigma out of Ohio State? If I had to choose one, I'd probably take Nigma out of Ohio State. It's in Jigba. In Jigba. By the way, yeah, for the record. Right. Yes, it is. In Jigba. Smith and Jigba. He's incredible. Jackson, Smith and Jigba. Yeah, he is. He's kind of like Micah Parsons because Parsons sat out his last year at Penn State during COVID. And mm-hmm. then entering the draft, some teams kind of forgot about him. And now he's amazing. Yeah. And Jigba was hurt all season. Yep. And then we saw him at the combine. Yeah, he had a like, hamstring, didn't he? Correct, yeah. And he tried to yeah. play through it a couple of times, but he wasn't there and right. he couldn't come back. But we saw him at the combine, it's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. He's still amazing. Yeah, he uh he didn't have any remnants of the uh of the hamstring issue at the combine. Nothing. And one of the big things that came out about him was not necessarily, oh my god, he's this incredible four three speed. It was the fact that he has a hard, hard dig on route running. I mean, he he can break in a in an instant, and which is something that there's not a lot of people that have that ability. You know who has that ability? And I don't want to. This is one of these comparisons I should probably not make, but who has that ability? And the reason he's so good is Devonte Adams. He had that ability to move and move his hips and go in a different direction and leave you standing there. And that's the reason he always just had separation. He wasn't the fastest. He didn't jump the highest. He, But he had great technique and ran incredible routes and very, very sharp and crisp. And Jigba does the same thing. He's that kind of guy. So if you had to pick one or the other, would you take a really good tight end or Jigba? Oh, I, well, I'd, I'd take Njigba over Mayer easily. Probably take him over any of the tight ends. I don't. Th- I I think Darnell Washington's better than Mayer, the Georgia guy. It's like mm-hmm. he's, uh, Mayer is what Darnell Washington is, just Darnell Washington, 6'7", 230, built like a right tackle that can right. block like crazy and also run fast and catch. And he's still growing into his body, right? Like Like those dudes in college that are so much bigger than everybody else, it takes him longer to know how to use the body, I, I guess is a way to say it. 
And that's kind of yeah. what Washington is. Um, and it comes from like a, a beautiful pro style offense that goes nuts with right. tight ends. Yeah. So, so if you can get him over, I, I think he's better than Mayer by far. I, uh, I, either way, I think, um, when it comes to route running and pass catching out of the tight end position, uh, and I agree with you uh, in the sense of being bigger, uh, if you have a tight end that's just as fast, can block. I'm not overly concerned about blocking as a tight end. At this point in time, tight ends, yeah, you want to be able to chip block, but the biggest thing is is do you ha- can you become another weapon? You know, only for the fact that we see. Now, don't get me wrong. George Kittle downfield is a tremendous blocker. If you just watch, I mean, Kelsey likes to do it too, but George Kittle, there's a pride in it, you know. You just watch him getting downfield, and he's a really solid blocker. So if you're a good blocking tight end, I don't want to necessarily be a good blocking tight end just in standing next to the tackle and being able to pick up the outside blitz. What I want is a guy that not only can get downfield but does it fast enough to get in front of a wide receiver or something and be able to then block downfield as well and have decent technique without holding. But if I've got a guy that's just that good and catches passes, specifically big enough to be in the red zone and a tra- uh, and just a traditional threat in the red zone, but that's the guy that I want. Because I don't know if there's a Travis Kelsey or a George Kittle that's in this group. But what I do know is that you need somebody with hands and a little bit of speed and the ability to get downfield and do some damage at the tight end position. Because you just, you know, with what we saw last year at Robert Tanya, now I expect Tanya to come back and be better this year just because he's a year removed from the injury and coming back. But you didn't see that same explosiveness out of Tanya this year. He wasn't the red zone threat that everybody thought he was going to be. Because I know I thought I did, and he just wasn't, and uh, it just it didn't turn out that way. So you need more, you need more from the tight end position. And as much as everybody loves Mercedes Lewis in the locker room, as a blocker, that's great. But I don't know if I just want a guy that's on my roster because he's a blocker. Oh, he's going you to the Jets. Don't worry. <laughs> Also, the, maybe maybe that's what that uh, meeting out in front of Aaron Rodgers' house was all about. And Randall Cobb. Uh, listen, right. they, Cobb, they redid yeah. uh, one of their tight ends contracts earlier today to create $4 million in cap space. They got to get mm-hmm. Cobby under the cap. Cobb's got to be there. And, and that way, teach Aaron, the guys. Well, that's just it. Then Aaron doesn't have to show up early. Cobb goes and coaches him up. And then they're all ready to go. Yeah, I, that's going to be fun happening. to watch. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, they drug him onto the plane too, just to see if uh, he could get one of those Johnson and Johnson no more tears shampoos, a little vaccination while they had his head back in the bowl. Careful from the Johnson and Johnson group, and yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, shot them all up. Yeah, I think you're spot on though with the with the tight end stuff. The red zone has plagued them for years. When yeah. they were incredible, what was the difference? They had Devontae Adams that could win in half a second, and he'd be open, right. and that's automatic. Yep. They've, they lacked that guy. And when you're down there, you can't scheme guys open in the red zone because there's no space. It's about which dude can win their matchup the quickest. And the that's only what time Darnell you Washington can scheme is. a guy open in the red zone is if you are really good at running crossing routes. That's it. You can do a few things, you know, but you got to be careful with screens in today's day and age. But if you have really good a tight end with a crossing slot receiver or a crossing wide receiver that can drag coverage in one direction, get a guy open, and or have like a rub across the middle to where you break a guy open, that's the that's the way that you you can scheme guys open. Otherwise, I agree with you. It's just about finding somebody who's got good technique, big hands, and, a, and an ability to go up and get the football. 
And that that's what made guys like OBJ so deadly, Randy Moss so deadly, because you could just throw it up and they'd go get it. Even Greg Jennings, he was able to go up and get a football, you know, when he was here in Green Bay. Uh, but, there, I mean, Jermichael Finley, Bubba Franks was a big target of, of Brett Favre's. Bubba Franks, just because he was a big dude, he could go up and get a football. If you got those guys that not only can get open but can also go up and get it, that, you, boy, it just changes the, the, the dynamic of your red zone offense so tremendously. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continuing on uh they have their uh, big fish fry coming up as many places do big cod sandwich which is just delectable on the fish fry fridays now available on the on the menus on wednesdays as well so the fish fry friday is tonight and friday at the sunset grill on prospect avenue out in pewaukee and uh boy it's a trim, tremendous place it's a nice day although the deck is not open yet it's getting close so go out there and kind of dream a little bit of of summer, uh, summertime weather. They paired up with an Alaskan Amber, the Goose Island IPA. They've got New Glarus, Spotted Cow. They've got uh, some of uh, our friends from Point Brewing out there, our friends from Steel Tank. So good stuff from our friends over there at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Bill. Great to talk to you. It's been a while. Um, Th- thanks. I've got a question. Are you, are you as sick and tired of me as the rest of us are about hearing the Rogers saga? I mean, you know what I think we should all do? I think we should all go into a dark place and just wait till <laughs> he comes out and decides to make an announcement because this, you could put on every channel on the news, every channel on the radio, and all you do is talk about this, talk about this rumor, this rumor, that rumor, this rumor, that rumor. Are you as tired of me as hearing the <laughs> What's your feeling on that? Pretty much. I, you know, I am. I, I guess, you know, I, I've got the same amount of fatigue as everybody else because it, there, there are times. I look at it in two parts. One, the business for, for me, the business is great. I mean, for any talk show host that's a sports guy, I mean, it's great, especially in the state of Wisconsin. However, as a fan, I'm tired of it. I, I, I am. I, you know, part of me wants to say, get the hell out of here. We're tired of the drama. The other part of me says, no stay, you give us the best chance to win. I, I'm torn like a lot of people are, but I think there is this level of fatigue of just, oh, for God's sakes, get on with it already, that uh, is is plaguing a lot of people, not just in our own backyard, but I think whether you're a Packers fan or anybody else, they're just tired of the drama because that's all it is. And so I agree with you that there's this level of, I just, I can't wait for this portion of it to end so you can just move on to the game of football or basketball or March Madness or whatever the hell else you want to get on to. Absolutely. Are you like, are, are you a true Packer fan though, Bill? I mean, I got to ask you, yeah. from Ohio, are you, are you a Packer? Yeah, no, I, I've always been, no, I've always been. My mom and dad oh, were huge okay. Bart Star fans. Yeah. One of the biggest, one of the best okay. memories I've ever had is when my, my dad, well, I finally care. when I, when I moved, when I moved here, my dad uh, got a chance. I got a chance to take him to Lambeau, and he was on the field, and he got to meet Bart Starr, and that's who I grew up watching. My mom and dad were huge Bart Starr fans, so yes, I we grew up Bengals fans because that's where we lived. But I grew up, uh, you know, every time it was the Bay of Pigs when they had Tampa Bay and Green Bay on, or Green Bay and Chicago, I we had to watch it absolutely. 
So you you still root for the Bengals too as your second team, though, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I rooted for them trying to get to a Super Bowl and that kind of stuff and when they were there. But here's the thing is the two or three people that I knew on the franchise that worked with the franchise, they've retired. They've moved on. Uh, it's always been a disappointing franchise to me because they just never have really put the money into it that they needed to. And it wasn't until Mike Brown kind of relinquished uh, a lot of his hold on the team and turned it over to his daughter, Katie, and a couple other people in the organization that they finally started kind of doing things the right way. I mean, they were one of the only northern teams in the NFL to not have a dome, to not have a bubble, to be able to practice in. So if they had 40 below, they were sending their guys outside to go practice in 40 below. And it's just it, it, it's just ridiculous in today's day and age how cheap they were as an NFL franchise. So I always, always had a disdain for them. Uh, just because it, growing up as a kid, it was always about the money. It was never about winning. Right, yeah. Well, then you remember back in the 80s, was it the 81 or 82 when they faced the 49ers? I thought they could have been yep. a potential rematch. Uh, but I got to tell you, Bill, so real quick, one last question. Sure. What is your feeling, gut feeling? Has it changed or you still think Rodgers is coming back? If you were a uh, man. If I was going to bet, I'd bet he's gone. Um, but I think there's a part of me that says uh, that I don't understand. My, my that, That's a great question. I appreciate the phone call. I look at it this way, and I don't think you tell the Jets to talk to Rodgers and to fly out there if you don't have some kind of parameter in place, first and foremost, to be able to trade them away. Um. I think if Rodgers fully says, no, I want to come back, I want to be there, I want to see this thing through, I want to, my legacy rides on this, damn it, I'm coming back to play in Green Bay, and he wants to force the Packers' hand to trade him, maybe that's what would happen, but I got a sense that if Rodgers really wants to come back, he's coming back. You heard Aaron Jones say he's our guy, there's legacy, he gives us the best chance to win, we all want him back, I speak for the team. Uh, there's something there. So um, I think that's part of it. But I it, it, I went from being a believer of 60% of me said he's coming back to now I've probably flip-flopped and thinks 60% of me, 70% of me thinks he's gone. Uh, I just don't think you have another team fly out to meet with him if you haven't already given them, them the permission to say, yeah, we've got a deal in place. Let's Let's go. So just my opinion. Um, like I said, there could be some other reasons. It could be to gauge whether or not he wants to come back, um, whatever. But uh, just just my thought that that's that's just, that I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I just I was a real big believer that he was coming back, and not that he still couldn't. It's just that I think those those that that has changed somewhat we'll say uh 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 if you want to find us by all means go ahead 877-867-1670 uh give us a shout uh this one's from uh this is from mac mac says uh, i thought you were a big believer that rogers was still coming back well i like I said, 60% of me believed he was coming back. But the, over the last 24, 48 hours, I'd be stupid to say, yeah, he's coming back. Do I still think he could? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I think I'd be, if I was a betting man, I'm just being honest with you. If I was a betting man, 
I would have to say that he's he's probably not coming back if I'm going to put money on it. Um, now, is there a part of me that still says he could? Yeah, absolutely. He could still come back. I I really believe, and I've said that's why we talked about it earlier today. I've said time and again that if Aaron Rodgers would have said, I'm coming back, I want to win, I'm ready to go, if he would have said that two weeks after the season, three weeks after the season, a month ago, right before, right after Super Bowl, any of those times, if he says, man, I'm coming back, I'm going into the darkness not to figure out if I want to be a Green Bay Packer because I do, I'm coming back. But I want to go into the darkness just to kind of get my energy about my get my head together, kind of mentally prepare myself to get ready to go out, start working on my legs, working on my core, getting ready for this season. I think every Packers fan in the world would be like, right on, bring it, bring it. But I, I, I think the fatigue of, oh, God, I don't know if I will, and I'm going to go on this other plane and. I'm going to be in this darkness, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And whether it's stuff you believe in, don't believe in, um, whatever, I think there's this fatigue of just just make a decision already. Why, why are you doing this? You keep telling about everybody about how much you care about all this stuff. That's that's where all that comes in. That's the reason I don't think – I think if he comes back and says, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to kick ass, I'm ready to be a Green Bay Packer, I want to end my career here, man, I love this place, this is the best place in football to be, this is the Taj Mahal, this is the beginning, this is the church of football. I want this. I think every Packers fan would say, let's go. Let's go. We're ready. Let's go. But it's the fatigue that makes people go, get the hell out of here. We're so tired of it. Either you're with us or you're not. Because we look at it as it's our team too. Right? So um, Austin says, when do you think the turning point was for when Murphy said they wanted Rodgers back last year to Goody's combine conference with reporters just a week ago? What was the turning point? Boy, that's a great question. If everything is true that's been reported, the Packers are disgusted. They feel that he didn't put his best effort in. They feel he didn't work hard in the offseason. If all of that is true, probably right after he signed the contract. Probably right after he signed the contract. If, if, because he signed, they, they gave him everything he wanted. They gave him everything he wanted. He didn't want to come to camp. You know, remember the remember the comment. Let Cobby coach him up. All that stuff. You know. So I I, I think right after that they said, okay, we're going to give you everything you want. We're going to make you the highest paid player. We're going to give you this ridiculously incredible contract that's going to be tough for us to get out of. We're not giving you these years so we can just cut you because it would just cost us too much money. Um, we're basically guaranteeing that if you want to play, you can. And I think Rogers took advantage of it. If, if those reports even are minimalistically true, I think there's a belief that Rogers took advantage of it, took the year, just figured, man, eh, they got rid of Devante. I'm just let Cobb coach him up. I don't want to deal with that. And it, it's kind of gone in that direction. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Um, 877-867-1670. Wouldn't you uh, kind of say that the turning point was when Jordan Love got good? 
No. Where no, really? because I, I think Jordan Love I think all Jordan Love looking more impressive did was solidify the fact that they believe they have a good backup quarterback that if something happens to Rodgers, they're they're covered. And it put pressure on Rodgers, but that was it. Uh, other than that, I think, I think me personally, I think it was Rodgers' actions. Look at look at throughout the season. You know, Rodgers didn't want to come to camp. Let Cobb coach him up. He came to camp, and like Mike Clemens said, it was like a high school footballer trying to play quarterback, and then Rodgers comes walking in, and it's like a professional quarterback trying to play trying to play quarterback. He just he you know, and then he wasn't on the same page. And instead of getting them a really good wide out, they get him Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins just didn't get it. You know, he was frustrated with Sammy. Bakhtiari couldn't come back. The offensive line was getting him beat up. I think he just looked at it as, you know, this is just a season. You know, he's frustrated. There was this, you know, some of the play calling things with Matt LaFleur. Remember when they were going to London? Matt LaFleur's kind of like on, on edge. Matt LaFleur was just, you know, was not a happy guy the week leading up or a week or two leading up to that London trip. And, <laughs> and he was talking about it being all business. We're not going over there to sightsee. And then everybody left Matt LaFleur's presser, ran to Aaron Rodgers after practice and said, Matt says it's a business trip. And Aaron went, yeah, but we're, we're looking forward to going out to the pubs. We want to hang with the people and this and that. And Matt LaFleur had to just fall over dead. Like, are you kidding me? I just got done saying what a business trip this is. We're not going sightseeing. This is not about that. If you want to go back to London and you want to do things after the fact, that's fine, but not during this trip. And Rodgers is completely counter-opposite in what he's saying, completely changing the method, message, and message and methodology for guys inside that locker room to go, no, we're excited. We're going to go over and spend some time with the locals. We want to go to some pubs and this and that. And in the meantime, breaks his thumb, plays, da- plays bad, Looks bad. It was a game that they could have won, should have won, just didn't. And I, I think you you look at a lot of that stuff, you know, the way he played and, and the way everything was called and, and the defense was played and such uh, in the opening game against Minnesota. You know, he Rodgers had horrible body language in Minnesota. Like, he was just there. Pay me my money so I can get out of here. Horrible. So I I just I think all of that just kind of weighed on him to say if he wants to come back the only way we take him back is if he's committed. If he's not committed, we don't want him back. I think this has all been in Aaron Rodgers' hands. I think Aaron Rodgers just buys into his own ego and then tells you he doesn't doesn't listen to the white noise, doesn't do any of this, doesn't do any of that, but responds to damn near everything that seems to piss him off, you know? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. Hey, I got our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. They're on Roebuck, uh, Roebuck Lane out in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank, right off of 67. Uh, they got a big music venue coming. Big music venue. Love that place. And uh, really good food. They're open for lunches now, Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, open for lunch. And that Steel Tank Brewing, you see them uh, kind of within a 5 to 10 mile radius of Oconomowoc. 
uh, out in that area, but uh, they are growing and they're growing fast and the beer are being distributed now uh, more so throughout the state of Wisconsin. But check out our guys, Dave and Mike and all the gang over at Steel Tank Brewing. They have, they just got a new chef and the food is fantastic. Their fish fries are awesome, but Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc, right on Roebrook Lane. It's right off of 67 behind the Exonia Bank right there. And again, they got a big music venue that's coming. I was out there yesterday and boy, it's going to hold... I think about 400 people. It'll be a bigger music venue for your, you know, what what would be considered your smaller bars, so to speak. But really good stuff. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. You want to find us, go ahead and do so. Uh, ben, what do we got coming up tomorrow? Just we sitting around waiting for more breaking news if there is any? Yeah, as always. Mike Renner's going to join us, talk some draft. Okay. Uh, focus on the draft. Big draft guy like with that. PFF. Things mm-hmm. of that nature. Uh, I will be monitoring to see if there is a Gold Boy revival, although I <laughs> don't seem doesn't seem likely. Yeah, I was gonna say doesn't doesn't you know doesn't doesn't seem to happen. Oh, if Jackson Cheerio goes deep today, though, I'll I'll do the whole you know Brewers are back. Well, we thing. got we got Badgers basketball tonight. We'll talk about you know. So yeah. Uh, by the way, Chris Collinsworth believes that uh, the only thing that should be on Roger's mind right now is uh, is claiming that his camp should lead him to whichever team gives him the best shot at winning another ring. That's it. He said, the only thing I would talk to him about, if I were his agent, where are you going to win a Super Bowl? That's Chris Collinsworth's advice to Aaron Rodgers for the next potential landing spot. Um, one Super Bowl appearance and just one championship does not look good on such an incredible resume. Rodgers has won countless individual awards, but the career numbers are in the, they're huge. They're remarkable. But uh, the opportunity to win another Vince Lombardi trophy is what uh, Collinsworth feels should be driving him right now. So should he take his talents to the Big Apple and try his luck there in the uh, AFC next season, which is a very tough AFC the Jets sure have a better roster right now, and they're leading an ever-struggling franchise to the ultimate glory would most likely put him in the pantheon of all-time New York Jets, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, would he be better off staying in Green Bay via familiarity and trying to win a Super Bowl here, which would put him right there in the same category with Brett Fa- or, uh, with Bart Starr in the Super Bowl era? Or do you go try to do something that no one else has been able to do really since Joe Namath? And that's win a championship for that Jets outfit. But you would also be coming out of not only a very competitive division, but a very, very deep AFC. And so it's um, that's the question, what Aaron Rodgers has to ask himself. And then how much more money wants Rodgers, if he does, go to go to New York? How much more money do they have to be able to then go out and supplement the roster for additional pieces that they may need? You know, that's the other question by the time it's all said and done. So uh, some interesting stuff, um, you know, for a lot of former players and what their opinions are when it comes to uh, when it comes to, uh, comes to Aaron Rodgers. So there you go. Another one in the books. Good stuff today. Good stuff today. And we'll be back at it again tomorrow. You got to Badger basketball tonight, taking on Ohio State, 530-ish. And then tomorrow you've got hopefully the Badgers advance. They'll have Badger basketball and Marquette basketball. 
get into that discussion, more bracketology as things continue to advance. And uh, maybe, who knows, we'll find out more information about Aaron Rodgers as well. So that'll do it. Quickly, we're done. Another one in the books. Good stuff. So until we talk again tomorrow, hopefully the Badgers get a win tonight and continue uh, towards the big dance. Cross your fingers, knock on knock on wood for that one. Until we talk again tomorrow, have it going. Hoop!